I'd never been over there to play. We got to play a couple of the local teams when we were there too, and they played well. And thank goodness we won. We would have took a lot of heat if we didn't, but we won a couple of those games. Uh, but no, the experience is wonderful. Um, and you feel like, honestly, you, you feel like you're growing the game. You feel like you're helping to grow the game when you go over there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are that love the game and love hockey. And um, we did it in France in a you know, town of Lyon where say it's probably more of a soccer town than anything, but uh, they showed up and they cheered and they enjoyed our hockey games. It was fun to help grow the game a little bit in France. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles, episode 28 of the program here this week. And we are so thankful you've joined us once again for another wonderful guest and another great episode here of the show. Episode 28 goes off the ice just a little bit. As for the first time on the show, we talked to someone who's been behind the bench for the Crunch as opposed to playing on the ice. We are talking about the head coach of the Crunch from 2013 through 2016. He took over the 2012-2013 season and coached through the 2015-2016 season. He's currently an assistant coach with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we're talking about Rob Zettler, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles here today. Rob Zettler, as we said, joined the Crunch organization in 2012-2013, the first year of the affiliation with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was his first year in the organization as well, just with the Lightning. He was hired as an assistant coach under head coach John Cooper. That was when the affiliation was swapping and the Norfolk Admirals and the Syracuse Crunch just changed affiliations. The Crunch became the affiliate of the Lightning. John Cooper became the head coach in 2012-2013. He brought in a new assistant coach, though, Rob Zettler, who had been coaching with the Toronto Maple Leafs before that. And so Rob Zettler, as you'll hear on the uh, on the show, has a story about how he ended up with the Crunch. But he took over during the 2012-2013 season. Remember, John Cooper was promoted to Tampa Bay during the course of that year. And so Rob Zettler, toward the end of the regular season, was named the Crunch's head coach in replacing John Cooper. And so Zettler coached 11 games the rest of that regular season and then helped lead the team to the Calder Cup Finals in 2013, the Crunch's first ever conference championship. Their first berth in the Calder Cup Final came later that year. He then coached in 2013-2014 and 2014-2015, leading the Crunch back to the playoffs in 2015 with a 41-win regular season. His final year came in 2015-2016 when he got the Crunch to a 32-29-11-4 record. And over the course of his three-plus seasons in Syracuse, 239 regular season games coached, 108 wins for Rob Zettler, and a 538 points percentage along the way for Rob Zettler. He's just a wonderful guy, though, and it's great to have him back in the organization now with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He helped win a cup with the Lightning a year ago as an assistant coach under John Cooper once again. And here he is back in Syracuse, at least for this conversation. Episode 28 of Crunch Chronicles, former Crunch head coach Rob Zettler. Oh gosh, all kinds of questions. Um, I'll see if I can hit you in order. I'm actually doing great. We're just coming off a little bit of time off. Um, our Olympic break got shortened because of COVID and makeup games and all that good stuff. But played a few games in the midst of, of, a, uh, of our Olympic break, but I managed to get away for four or five days and enjoy some time with my family. Um, as far as uh, Tampa goes, it's it's been great. I've, I've loved it. Um, I've been, this my second year here. Of course, you know, the success we had last year winning the cup was was awesome. I knew we had a good team uh, coming into it. I didn't realize, well, I guess I did realize 
you know, I, I knew we had a shot. And then as it got closer and became a reality, it was just, uh, it was great. You know, as everybody says, it's a dream come true and a dream for my family to be able to be here in Tampa to, be, to enjoy it all. And uh, it's all been worth it. It's been great. It's been a long time coming. I've been in this game for, gosh, 33, 34 years now in the pro level. And uh, finally got a ch- chance to to sit from that big silver mug and uh it was worth it it was great yeah what a moment last year the lightning winning their second straight stanley cup you were part of that uh, that one as you said last season y- yeah. you know what, like you kind of just described it a little bit there but what what does that mean the culmination of everything that you've you know you've been through over your your career as a, a player as a coach to uh, finally get that opportunity and, and on what was a great team a, a great uh, experience and what a run it was last year yeah, I kind of I kind of look at it in two ways. Uh, certainly, professionally, uh, it was the culmination of uh, a lot of years, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of great memories, uh, some tough times uh, scattered in there as well. But um, any rise to that kind of success always comes with some bumps in the road, and uh, you know I was no different. A lot of great people along the way, for sure. I can name a bunch of them. Uh, but just the experience to be able to do that and and raise that thing, you look back on all the people that were a part of it and um, all the memories that were associated with it, not just in Tampa, but um, in San Jose, in Kalamazoo, in Syracuse, in Salt Lake City, and all the stops we've had along the way, um, all were kind of a part of it. And then in the end, then I've kind of flipped a coin and I look at it from a personal standpoint, you know, the, the support and the love I got from first and foremost, my wife. Uh, for my three kids uh, that were on this journey with me the whole way and supported me the whole way. And to be able to finish game five at home and be able to raise the cup in front of them and with them and have them drink out of the cup and celebrate that with them was just, it was, I'm not even, I don't know if I have the word. It was uh, just elation, joy, all of it kind of wrapped into, you know, just, it was above and beyond. You know, what what I tell people is, Whatever you think it is, whatever I thought it was before I won it, it exceeded it, and uh, it was it was over and above. And uh, so, you know, just a, a great overall experience, not only for me but for my family. Yeah, well, congrats to you, of course, and to your family for that that wonderful journey. And Thanks. and uh, it continues, of course, this year. The Lightning are having another uh, wonderful season as we talk, uh, right around the uh, the Olympic break, like you say. Teams coming out of the break now, and the Lightning are right near the top of the standings. We've seen a lot of uh, players who have come through Syracuse, whether it was this year or over the last couple of years, making an impact. Where uh, you know, as you look, I guess toward the second half, the post Olympic break, where do you feel like the Lightning are at at the moment? I feel like we're in a good spot. You know, I actually feel like the more we play, the better off we are as a team. I feel like when we have these breaks and we got to come back and kind of refine our game again, it takes us a little bit to kind of find our structure, find our game and find our legs. And uh, so I feel like we're good when we're going every second or third night and we're just kind of rolling with it, you know, and our guys are so, I mean, we got a bunch of pros on our team. They've obviously won the cup a few number of them twice, uh, but they're really leading the way and showing what, you know, some of these young guys coming up and how and how to, how to do it, how to live through the season, how to play game to game and not to think about the end result, but more about the process. And, you know, you go down the list, the Hedmans, McDonough's, the Stamkos, Kucherovs, all these guys are just wonderful pros. And uh, now you, you know, you want those guys to be around uh, the Coltons and the Radish and the Kachucks and the Foots, these guys that are coming in and trying to learn the NHL game, figure out the NHL game, while being a part of a winning team and a winning organization that's trying to get to three in a row. 
which is rare air. And uh, that's kind of where we're headed. That's where we want to get to. Yeah, the, that leadership group is really great, like you said, and, and helping those youngsters along the way, guys we have seen here with the Crunch over the last few years. Rob Zettler is our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Well, we mentioned Syracuse and the Crunch. We'll shift our focus to that now. And your time here in Syracuse, four seasons, uh, three and change as the head coach of the Crunch, a partial season as the assistant coach back in 2012-2013. Before we dive into some of the specifics, you know, just your uh, your reaction when you think back on your time with the Crunch, uh, you know, your general thoughts on your, your time with Syracuse. Well, you um, first first of all, it was a great experience. I came on board as an assistant with John with Coop, John Cooper, and um, so that was my introduction to him and our relationship together as uh, coach and assistant coach. And of course, that turned into this. I didn't have that; I probably wouldn't be holding a Stanley Cup uh, ring. So thankful for that. And then when he left, I was able to take over and become a head coach. And it was always something I wanted to do, wanted to try. And um, I'm grateful for that time because it. You know, as an assistant, you, you make decisions sometimes, but a lot of times you're offering opinions and giving your thoughts or sharing your thoughts. But when you're the head guy, you're making decisions. You not only make an on-ice decisions but uh, that affect the whole group, but you're making off-ice decisions, uh, scheduling, um, personally, you know, helping guys with personal matters, answering the phone call at one in the morning when someone's having an issue. So there's all these other things that come along with being a head guy. Uh, that I wanted to live and feel and experience. And I did all that in Syracuse. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, I wish we could win a few more hockey games. We made it to the finals one year and had a little bit of success along the way. But um, I'm really grateful for that experience. It it helped me become a better coach. Well, you mentioned it right at the start there. You begin as an assistant coach in 2012-2013 under John Cooper. It was the first year of the Lightning affiliation in Syracuse. It just won the Calder Cup in Norfolk with the Admirals the year previously. What brought you into the organization? What enticed you about the opportunity to work with John Cooper, work with the Lightning organization back in 2012? Well, it was interesting the way it happened because I was coaching with the Leafs in Toronto and our time there ended. And uh, I was asked to do a coaching clinic, present at a coaching clinic, uh, um, to the NHL coaching clinic. And uh, so I did this presentation and Coop just happened to be in the audience. And um, I didn't know him. I I never met the man. Um, certainly heard about him. I knew his record the past year and change in Norfolk, how good it was. But I'd never met him. And then after the presentation, he called me and I wanted to know if I'd be interested in becoming an assistant coach in the American League. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I was really fortunate. I went from being a player into the NHL and, you know, nine or ten years in the NHL as a coach. And then I just started snooping around and it was something I needed to do become a better coach uh, to learn the game more. And um, I knew I just, then I started asking around about Coop and what, you know, his trajectory was and all of it. It was just a matter of time before he was going to be a head coach in the NHL. And I knew one of, or I was hoping going into that opportunity, one of two things would happen would be that, you know, I'd go with him to his NHL um, job, or I could potentially take over in Syracuse and become the head coach. And, um, you know, of course that's what happened. And so it was, it was good. And it was just, it was a good experience. You know, we went to the finals that first year. We weren't able to bring it home. We took them to six, couldn't finish it off. But uh, man, what an experience. And, you know, I work working with John. I learned the game at a different level. Um, just the detail with the relationships, 
all of it. And um, so I, I just learned a, a lot from him. It's been, it's been a good relationship. Yeah. And then that year, like you say, he does get uh, promoted to Tampa Bay and, and you end up taking over with about a dozen games to go in the regular season for the crunch. It's a team that was battling for a division title. You end up winning the division title down the stretch there and go through a great playoff run. Uh, you sweep the first couple rounds of the playoffs. You go all the way to the finals, like you say. What what about the team was special? Uh, you know, obviously a lot, of, a large group, of, a, a large chunk of that group had won it the year previously in Norfolk, but uh, that was there was obviously a lot of great names on that team uh, in 2013. What you know, what stands out about that group and and the run you guys went on, even though it came up a couple of wins shy, it was still a, a pretty special team. Well, it's fun to look like you said you touched on it. It's fun to look back on the names that were on that team and the success they've gone on to have. You know, certainly. Palat and Johnson, uh, Panic, even, you know, and then you take some of the quality of players. Like we have good quality pros here at the NHL level. We had great quality pros at the AHL level as well in Syracuse. And I think that's one thing that Crunch and Tampa have done a really good job of is bringing in uh, good people, good characters, um, whether they're young guys or older guys, you know, the Mike Angelitas and Mark Barbarios and PC Labrie's found his way back there again. And he's certainly near the top of that list as well. And um, so just a good group to coach. And what I really liked when I look back on that team, you know, you, you go down the list and almost to a man, every one of them thought they could play in the NHL. And it was your job to keep them thinking that and your job to keep uh, my job to give them every opportunity to make that happen. And of course it doesn't happen for everybody, but it was fun to go into a room and have everybody think that. And uh, that's cool. That that confidence is cool. Um, and I kind of swagger is, is pretty fun to, to, to coach. You mentioned the leadership group for the crunch at that point and, and what a group it was, like you said, and um, how did that help, you know, your transition going from the assistant coach into the head coach job, but at that late juncture in the season, when you got guys and we've just had a few of them on the show recently, like the Mike Angelitas is the JP Cotes, the Labrie's, the Nielsen's. I mean, it was just such a, a, a great list of, of veterans and players who had been around for a while. How did that help your transition going from the assistant coach to the head coach towards the end of that year well I, I leaned on those guys a lot um i leaned on them they had control of the room and they should have control of the room that's when you know you have a good team is when you know you don't need to be in there as much you can trust the players and the leadership group to go in there and, and get the job done and send the message and be a conduit for the coach and uh and you know and you, you just you said them all you know angelitas and coach uh, all those guys they were I'd have them in the, in the coach's office. And if there was an issue, they'd just come in the office and tell me, and uh, we'd talk it out. And, um, you know, it, that, that was valuable. We have that here in Tampa as well with some of our guys. It's great. And uh, that's hard to find. You don't find that in every dress room and in every team. And, uh, you know, we had it in Syracuse, and then we have it here in Tampa as well. And that's a testament to the kind of people they bring in. Rob Zettler, a guest here on Crunch Chronicles. You mentioned a name earlier also with some of the names you were bouncing around. Andre Pallad, of course, who uh, continues to have such a great success in the organization. For you as a you know a coach who saw him back then when he was making his way through the AHL, had played a couple of NHL games that season with the Lightning, finished a year with the Crunch in the playoffs. What's it like to, to see, you know, now almost 10 years later, how a player like that has continued to evolve and get better and stronger? And, you know, you saw him when they were still marinating a little bit in the AHL and now where they are in the NHL at this point? Well, by the time I got to Andre Palat that year, um, it was very evident to me that he was going to be an NHL player. Um, one, his work ethic. You know, two, his work ethic um, helped his talent grow 
Uh, I mean, exceed probably more, exceed what everybody thought he was going to be, um, especially coming in because I heard, you know, his first first half of his first pro year wasn't great, but he just kept grinding it out and working. And um, he kind he, he hasn't stopped. Like when you watch him, he has not stopped working. You know, certainly since I got to Syracuse, he plays the same way. He's just a stronger version of it. Um, and he's a, he's a, he's a quality NHL guy, man. He, he, uh, any line he's on excels and it's not an accident. You know, there's, there's a, there's a reason why point and Kucherov want to play with Andre Plot. It's because he does a lot of dirty work. He does a lot of the heavy lifting. He goes in the corners hard. He wins his little puck battles and he's accountable defensively. And I'm not sure you could ask much more from a player than what you get out of Andre Plot. And, uh, He's just a joy to coach. And on top of that, he's a good dude. He's a good human. And uh, so he's fun. And like I said, he's just he's just a stronger version of what you saw that year in, in Syracuse. He's, he's been great for 10 years. He's a um, you know, real valuable player for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, he had a great uh, run in the playoffs that year for the Crunch. Was uh, he did. yeah, leading scorer I think during the the, the run. Him and and Tyler Johnson and and uh, Richard Paddock were great. The three of them together during the course of that playoff run for the Crunch. Coming up just a couple of uh, games short against the Grand Rapids Griffins, but all in all, just a, a remarkable playoff run. First ever trip to the Calder Cup Finals for the Crunch that came back in 2013. You come back the following season. It was a year where there was a lot of injuries uh, in Tampa Bay and in Syracuse, but there was one guy right out of the gates who you could kind of tell was pretty good and he has continued that uh, that success at the NHL level Nikita Kucherov came in had a hat trick in one of his uh, well his first crunch home game was only in Syracuse for about a month and a half two months max and then has been in the NHL ever since what do you remember when he came into the organization and and that first year pro when he really lit it up for his you know as we said not even two months and continuing that in the NHL now yeah one story one story comes to mind because everybody saw, we all knew what kind of talent he was. And, uh, you know, I certainly heard from management what we were getting. And then you saw it in training camp. And then we had a little meeting. And Steve Eisman at the time, who was the GM, looked at me and said, listen, our plan is to keep Kucherov in the American League the whole year. He's got to work on his overall game. We know what he can do offensively. We want to, you know, help grow him defensively and be, make him aware of everything. And, and then 15 games into it, I think he had 20, I don't even remember, 13 goals and 12 assists or some crazy thing and leading the league, certainly leading our team. And then uh, I got a call. Then he came to watch and we were in Albany and, and uh, Cooch had two and one that night, I think. And Eisner was at the game. He comes in after the game. He's like, okay, we're going to take him. We're going to take him back up. And we never saw him again. And that was it. So, uh, so it was good. I mean, but deservedly so, right? He's such a good player. And then he could just, you know, he's just grown to be the player he is now. And, uh, but, you know, it's just another example of a guy with a work ethic, man. Like the, the guy, every time you turn around, he's in the gym or he's on the ice doing extra, all of it. So it's, it's no accident. It brings up a, an interesting point, I guess. And, and one of the challenges of, of coaching at the AHL level is, is the constant turnover of, of players in the roster, you know, within the course of the season. If, if you got a guy going well, he, he's going to get called up to the NHL and you got to find someone to replace him. For you, what was the challenge and what was, you know, what did you learn out of that, you know, especially that second year, 2013, 14, there were so many injuries and call-ups and, and changes in the roster. What was the challenge as a coach and what did you learn from that experience of kind of managing the roster and and uh you know day in and day out it was someone new or someone different coming into the lineup yeah that's it's kind of part it's kind of par for the course at the ahl level and i certainly was no different that first year 
it's it is what it is you know you just have to can't fight it you just gotta figure out how to best manage it and the best way to manage it is is just kind of make sure everybody knows the structure and make sure everybody knows uh what they're doing um and then you know they look at it as uh as opportunity and um you know that's what the hl is all about is to be able to try some different things look at some different players give people some opportunities to succeed and see if they can or not and then kind of and then go from there and that's why that's what, like i love coaching the american league because it it it's kind of pure hockey you know everybody's there to get to the next level including coaches including trainers management everybody everybody wants to get to the next level and and to get to the next level you kind of be afraid to try something and uh so you know players getting called up gives some players to play on the top line gives some players to play power play or penalty kill and then along the way you find some surprises you find out hey this guy's actually pretty good on the penalty kill or this guy's pretty good on the power play and then some opportunity grows and then that player grows. And, and uh, so that's, that to me is kind of a fun part about it too. I don't think it's a negative. I actually think it's a positive that people are getting opportunity. That's, that's why they're there. That's why Syracuse is there. Yeah. We just saw a, a couple quotes from Julian Breezebaugh who was in town just this past weekend, uh, you know, talking about the development path and some days you don't see it. Most days, you know, it's not noticeable. And then all of a sudden, bam, you see the big jump and that might be because someone is getting a, you know, different role for a couple weeks or whatever it might be. Rob Zettler, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles as we uh, catch up with the former head coach of the Syracuse Crunch. Your third season in Syracuse 2014-2015, it was a pretty big marquee game on the AHL schedule that year. Uh, it was a game up in the Carrier Dome, the Toyota Frozen Dome Classic. Uh, and There's a big one coming up for the Lightning here, which we'll touch on in a moment, but looking back at that game in the Carrier Dome, what do you remember from that day? Uh, obviously, such a one of the most iconic games in crunch and in AHL history. What do you remember from that one? Um, I, a few things. I remember Vasilevsky and Nat playing great. I remember us winning 2-1. to one. I remember walking onto the ice and walking onto the bench and looking around going, holy shit, this is actually, this is real. They did an unbelievable, I thought, I thought the staff, management, ownership, I thought they did an unbelievable job of putting that whole thing together. Um, you know, from ticket sales to getting the game organized to how it was organized, um, really, really good. And, um, I thought it went off marvelously. Um, you know, my family in the, in the stands had a great time. I have a, a frame picture on my wall with it and, you know, the amount of people there and us winning the game. And so I did, it's just a great experience. And that's the kind of thing, like, you know, Howard's great for that, you know, as far as like, let's try some different things. And he certainly does a great job of that in, in Syracuse. And that was just, you know, probably maybe his, you know, the brightest moment he's had as an owner in Syracuse putting that game together. Um, it, was, it was fabulous. Great to be a part of. And I know the staff enjoyed it. Um, so across the board, again, opportunity to try some new things and do some different things. And, and that one is, is a big one. Yeah, great experience for the players as well. And a chance to, uh, in, a, in front of 34,000 folks, it's a great environment for sure inside the Carrier Dome. And we talked about Tampa Bay having a, a you know, a, a big marquee game coming up here as we talk. It's this weekend, the Stadium Series in Nashville. What are you most looking forward to about uh, about that one here coming up? Um, well, I, you know, that Carrier Dome game was the closest I've come to. You know, I've coached in the NHL for a long time, and I've never experienced an outdoor game. So 
uh, really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to getting one of those jackets, you know, the Letterman jackets, <laughs> yeah. the letter sleeve. So we got those coming. We're all wearing like newsboy hats uh, on the bench. So I just, I think it's going to be cool. My wife and my son are going to be there. Um, just a really neat experience. You know, I grew up, I learned the game outside uh, on outdoor rinks and to be able to play outside and coach it outside a little bit. And, you know, certainly there's going to be 60 or 70,000 people, but a little bit of a different light than the outdoor rink. But uh, just a great, another great experience for our players and deservedly so. I think, you know, as good as Tampa has been over the last few years, winning cups and, you know, their success during the regular season, I think this is their first outdoor game. So it's about time. <laughs> for sure, and and hopefully uh, the Lightning can host one. I know uh, Mr. Vinnick has been pushing hard for that at the NHL level for a couple of years. Now we'll see if they can get a chance to host one down somewhere in Tampa Bay if uh, if the NHL thinks it's uh, it's possible to do uh, with the weather. Uh, speaking of uh, big moments and big, you know, I guess big trips that you were involved in with the Crunch. I know a couple of years there, training camps in France and overseas and whatnot. What were those experiences like for you as uh, as the coach to uh, you know have a chance to to take training camp? on the road and, and, you know, build some chemistry early with the team outside of Syracuse, outside of the area and, and a chance to bond away from, uh, from the whole market. Well, you kind of hit it on the head. It's exactly, it was just all about getting the guys together and getting them used to each other and, and having some of those moments together and, you know, going out for dinners. And it was, you did nothing but hang out with your teammates and your staff the whole time. And uh, so we did it twice in Lyon and met some fabulous people over there. We brought Utica one year, we brought Binghamton one year. And uh, I thought it was great. You know, I'd never been over there to play. We got to play a couple of the local teams when we were there, too, and they played well. And Thank goodness we won. We would have taken a lot of heat if we didn't, but we won <laughs> a couple of those games. Uh, but, no, the experience is wonderful. Um, and you feel, like, honestly, you, you feel like you're growing the game. You feel like you're helping to grow the game when you go over there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, are, that love the game and love hockey. And uh, we did it in France in a you know, town of Lyon where – say it's probably more of a soccer town than anything but uh they showed up and they cheered and they enjoyed our hockey games and it was fun to help to grow the game a little bit in france yeah really a neat experience a couple of training camps there away from uh away from syracuse but obviously the marquee well i keep saying marquee but one of the the great uh, moments i'm guessing or at least one of the joys was coaching in syracuse in the building upstate medical university arena now and uh you know with the the atmosphere that is generated there what was it like for you to coach in that building, uh, one of the old buildings in the league, but we know it's uh, one of the great home ice advantages in the AHL as well. It is. Yeah, no, I, I love the NMC of that building. Um, we always got a good crowd there, one of the better crowds in the American League and uh, great support. So I really, I, I like, I got a soft spot for a lot of those old buildings. You know, I first term pro, I was lucky enough to play and, you know, the old uh the building in St. Louis and Chicago stadium and by the old Boston garden. So I, I really enjoy those old rinks and uh, some of the character that they have. And sometimes the rooms are a little crazy and, you know, what, in our, for instance, our room, you know, half the dressing rooms upstairs, half the dressing rooms downstairs. It's a little awkward at times, but I kind of like the quirkiness of it and uh, the history of it. And think of the players that played there and uh, how long that organization's been able to uh, be in the city of Syracuse and the success they've had over the years. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
Rob Zettler, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Just a couple more for you, Rob. Uh, we, you know, we talked about the AHL. We talked about some of the guys coming through Syracuse up into Tampa Bay over the, you know, just the last year or two. Seventy-five in total now have come through the Crunch to Tampa Bay over the uh, the course of this affiliation. You know, when you you're obviously up in the NHL now. You've been in the AHL as a player briefly and and as a coach. What is the AHL and where does it stand in the landscape of of hockey and 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 the impact it has had in more specifically with the lightning over the last few years oh gosh critical absolutely critical um you know to you know you, you throw andre palat tyler johnson and richard panic um in training camp the first year and they don't they're certainly not making tampa bay so where do they go or do you just release those guys and, and send them on their way and who knows what happens or do you take them and, and you know own them for a little while and see, let's see what we can, we can help these guys develop. And, um, through the coaches they've hired with Coop and Benny, you know, we've all helped all those guys grow and become NHL players. And, uh, they've helped our careers grow and become NHL coaches. And so, you know, I don't know if there's any other word than critical to the success of the Tampa Bay lightning. And, uh, think of all the players that have gone through there and the, and the impact they've had on these Stanley cups, um, you know, the list goes on. So, you know, you know, and you're not sure what you're going to get if uh, you don't have the growth and the development that goes on in Syracuse. And, you know, the, I think, you know, Julian certainly did it. And now Stacey Roos is doing it. Now they take a lot of pride, a lot of pride in what happens in Syracuse and they care deeply about what happens in Syracuse. So uh, it's, it's no accident that, they, you know, both Syracuse and Tampa has had success because it starts there. And then it kind of keeps growing and becomes, hopefully, one day players into uh, into Tampa. Oh, you were certainly a big part of it for four seasons with the Crunch. What was the most rewarding part for you uh, while you were in Syracuse, whether it was seeing guys go up to the NHL or or just what you learned and, and uh, grew over your four years? What was the most re- rewarding part for you with the Crunch? Yeah, it's, it's that. It's 100%. Is is watching people, players grow. And some guys don't go to the NHL, but you still have an impact personally. But you still have an impact professionally. Um, and, you know, there's a list of them. A number of guys went on to the NHL. And you see these guys now and, and they'll pull you aside and say thank you or pull you aside and just say, hey, how's your family? How's it going? And those relationships are, are awesome and really fun to look back on. And it's really a good feeling to know that you were able to help people grow either professionally or personally, or both in a lot of cases, and uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Rob Zettler here, our guest on Crunch Chronicles. Uh, we'll leave you with uh, the one final question, just a pretty basic one, kind of what we started on, just your final thoughts on your uh, your time spent with the Crunch. Well, uh, just to give you an, uh, an example of our time in Syracuse, personally, uh, my wife just got back from a trip to Syracuse. She was. Uh, we've met a lot of good people out there. My kids were in school out there, um, and uh, so my wife and my son did a little road trip a couple weeks ago, and they went up to visit some friends in Syracuse and spend the weekend up there. Even though it's the middle of winter, they still <laughs> love to go back there and see some people. So um, really fun for them and neat, the relationships that we'll be able to form. But uh, I'm thankful for both for that, but also professionally without Syracuse and my time there. It, you know, this doesn't happen for me here in Tampa. And like I said earlier, I'm probably not wearing a Stanley Cup ring. So uh, really grateful for our time, really grateful for the people, you know, Jimmy and Vance and, and all those guys. And uh, it's neat. You know, they those guys are there to help people grow, and they've done that over and over and over again.
and uh, so thankful for them, thankful for the relationship that I still have with those guys and everybody in Syracuse. Well, Rob, we appreciate your time here today on, on uh, Crunch Chronicles. Congrats again on uh, the Stanley Cup last year. We're halfway through this season, good luck here the rest of the way, but thanks for giving us the time here today. Okay, thanks, Lucas. Anytime, bro. Well, there he is, Rob Zettler, guest number 28 here on Crunch Chronicles. We thank Rob for giving us some time during the course of what was a weird month for the Lightning a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the team was in the midst and then jumping in and out of a quote-unquote Olympic break. He got a chance to catch a breather. We chatted with him before the Lightning came out of that Olympic break, and now they're on their way once again here down this stretch of the 2021-2022 regular season, but we appreciate Rob Zettler for giving us some time here this week. Zettler spent, as we said, parts of four seasons with the Crunch. He spent uh, three full years as the team's head coach and then one partial season as well in 2012-2013. Helped lead the team to the Calder Cup final in 2013. And that was uh, his only stint as a head coach in pro hockey. He's been an assistant coach elsewhere, including currently with the Tampa Bay Lightning, also with the San Jose Sharks in two separate stints. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs right before he joined the organization as you heard that story in the midst of our discussion and our conversation with Rob Zettler so we hope you enjoyed that one as well here today Rob was a wonderful coach for the crunch helped develop a lot of young prospects into good pros for the Tampa Bay Lightning in his four seasons in Syracuse. So that is episode 28 of Crunch Chronicles in the books. If you have any uh, stories about Rob Zettler during his time here in Syracuse, we'd love to hear them. You can reach out to me via Twitter at Lucas Favalli or via email lfavalli at syracusecrunch.com. Maybe you enjoyed uh, a story about Rob when he was here in Syracuse or you've met up with him down in Tampa Bay now that he's with the Lightning over the last couple of years or whatever it might be. We'd love to share those stories right here on Crunch Chronicles. But that is episode episode 28 now officially in the books that'll do it for us this week for all of us with the Syracuse Crunch I'm Lucas Favalli saying so long for now we'll be back next time with another great episode of Crunch Chronicles